are glad that you joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. If you've been impacted by Fuel Church, share your story with us by emailing mystory at thefuelchurch.com. And to learn more about our worship experiences, visit our website at www.thefuelchurch.com. Thanks again for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Were you ready to get in? Are you ready to hear the word? Did you come with an anticipation today? Because whenever you come with an anticipation, it draws more out of me. This isn't a spectator sport up here. Amen. You and I are working together every single Sunday. If you come with an expectancy, you draw from that anointing. You draw from the word that's in me. So can I get an amen? Amen. All right. This ain't an all white church, so we don't stay quiet. So you're like, what does he mean by that? You'll get it later. I want to dive into part two of our series called Relationships. Someone say relationships. And we kind of have this image, this analogy here with the ships. I was thinking about this series and, and it, it kind of flowed together uh, with, with what I had in my heart to share that I felt God was saying, man, you, you got to address some of these issues because we all have relationships. And, and really the analogy is, is like this. Every person in here is like a ship. And whoever you choose to do life with, you enter their ship. Okay. And so the people that you do life with, the people that you're connected to, they're taking you somewhere. They're taking you somewhere. So we got to be careful uh, on whose ship we get on, right? We got to be careful because the people you are with are really the people that you will become. If you show me your friends, I'll show you a photograph of your future. It, 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 the people that are on your boat, the people whose boat you are on, you will become like them. You will imitate them. Your language will be like them. Your likes and desires will be like theirs. Your interests, your movies choices will be like that. Your food choices will shift by the people who you're around. Okay? So there are relationships. Someone say ships. There are some relationships that take you to exotic destinations. You ever been on a Caribbean cruise? Come on. You went to the islands and you seen beautiful beaches and, and you laid out and you got a sun burnt. Come on. All the white people got burnt. Come on now. You didn't go to the tanning bed before you went. And uh, they're beautiful islands, and you're on this Caribbean cruise. And, and, and some of our relationships are like that. They go to amazing destinations. They, they cause us to dream bigger. They cause us to have this vision for our life that we didn't see on our own. They, they cause us to be a better mom, a better father, a better parent. They, they help us to draw closer to God. They help us to be wiser with our finances and to actually get out of debt. These are some good relationships. They're kind of like being on a cruise ship. But then there are other ships that we get on that are kind of like the Titanic. Um, These relationships, they look 
just uh, big and glamorous and amazing, but uh, somewhere along the journey, they start to sink. They sink your values. They sink your morals. They, your moral compass has now shifted. Uh, they sink your desire for the things of God. They, they, they sink your passion and your character. And uh, a lot of times they sink your finances because they want to eat out three times a day, right? And because you're on their boat, now you're eating out three times a day. And now you're in debt. And now you want to get married, but you ain't got nothing to get married with. So now your choice is called the courthouse. Not against that. Don't, I'm not against that, but you hear what I'm saying? And so they sink our lives. And most of the time, these people on the Titanic, they're not even around when life sinks. Like, they, they done jump ship. Like, they gone. Like, they said they were going to be our friend. They said they were ride or die, whatever they say now. Come on. But they ain't even there when I go through hard times. They ain't even there to encourage me when I'm down. So all of us have these ships in our lives. Some, some of them are great and some of them not so great. And so I believe that in this series we have to talk about this because here's the reality. You're going to get into a ship. You're getting into a ship. I don't care if you're a young person, a teenager, a young adult. If, if, if you're retired, it doesn't matter. You're going to get in a ship and it's going to take you somewhere. And most of the time, human nature, most of the time, we don't even stop and take notice of the ships we allow in our lives. Not only that, we don't even take notice to where those ships are taking us. All of a sudden, we realize, oh my gosh, I've changed. Have you ever had a moment where you looked in the mirror and said, I'm different? And then you begin to really think about it and, and you trace back to a certain relationship and you're like, that's what it is. I can pinpoint it now. I can pinpoint it. When I started hanging with him or her, I shifted. I changed. I know hundreds, hundreds of people who used to sit in this church who no longer do. And the sole reason is because of who they started hanging with. Drew them out of church. Drew them out of that walk with the Lord. Telling them, oh, you don't need to go to church to go to heaven. You don't, you don't need church. You don't need Jesus. Come on, let's, let's do this. Let's do that. And they're not sitting here anymore because of the ships that they got on. And so we never, never take notice. And so we have to address this. So I want to talk to you about a few ships that we all have in our lives. The first ship, ship is the fun ship. The fun ship. Now, you need some fun ship people in your life. They know how to throw a party, okay? And you need some people that can celebrate those moments, iconic moments of your life. I mean, you guys threw me a party a few weeks ago, and we was on the fun ship. You guys threw a great party, and I had a blast. And so you need some people who can kind of bring, uh, you know, if you're an introvert, you need some extroverted people who are just like the life of the party, like, yo! And they say something, and the whole party's just dying laughing, right? Whatever they said. Like, you need those people in your life. You know, there's good times with them. But then you can, yeah, this ship's probably not that healthy. It's called the toxic ship. It's called the toxic ship, and um, that's what this looks like. Um, yeah. 
Yeah. And some of you are like, yep, been on that. Some of you are like, I'm on that. Um, many times when you're on the toxic ship, you don't even know you're on it. It's kind of like secondhand smoke. <laughs> you don't realize that your organs are being destroyed from secondhand smoke, right? Until you go to the doctor and they're like, uh, you got problems. And you're like, what? I don't smoke. But secondhand smoke affects you. Okay. And, and that, that's kind of the, how the toxic ship is. It's the wrong environments. It's the people who hold us back from winning in life. Do you know there's people in your life who hold you back from winning? Winning in your marriage, winning in your parenting, winning in your finances, winning in, in, in your relationship with God. They hold you back. These are the people that impact your dreams and your purpose. And most of the time we don't even see it. These are the friends most of the time that never grow up and like, like you're in your 30s or 40s and they still want to party like you're in college. Like they want to go out every night and drink. Like I got a family, I got a job. We can't do that. You know what I mean? So those are those toxic people that just never grew up and they're 55 and still hitting the club every night. Is there clubs in Kokomo? I don't know. I was in Jersey for eight years next to Manhattan. There was clubs everywhere, so honky-tonk, whatever. So there's those people. And then, and then there's these people. It's called the dating ship. And some of you, some of you have found yourself, oh, doesn't it look wonderful? And all the dating people are like, it's not that wonderful. Uh, and some of you um, are like checking out Christian Mingle, farmersonly.com, and you're like single, ready to mingle, and you're on the dating ship. And, 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 and so, um, and, and with those dating ships, some of you are kind of on a cruise ship, but others are saying, why do all my dating ships sink like the Titanic? Like every one of them, they just sink. And here I am once again. Um, and if you're on the dating ship, it can be very challenging uh, for you because you're like, is this the person? Like, do I want to pursue it? Like, do we have the same values and morals? Like, is this the one for me? And you're kind of you're got mixed emotions. You don't know, but you got to get to know the person to know. You know what I'm saying? Like, should I buy them Valentine's? But I really don't want to be... But then the other side is like, what if that's my wife? What if that's my husband? I didn't get chocolate. You know, I didn't get the bear, you know, the jumbo card. Like, I didn't do it and I missed it. Am I helping you today? I'm sure glad you didn't stay home. Uh, and, and here's a little, little insert, a little, little thought that came to my mind. If you're on the dating ship. Uh, usually, usually if you're on this dating ship, when you rush it, what rush this relationship, you ruin it. That was free. Usually like if you, if you go from like one to 10 overnight, it's like, usually doesn't turn out good. It's usually kind of like back on the toxic ship, like back on the Titanic. Here we go. Sinking again. It's not fun. Um, so you got that ship and then you got the marriage ship. How many on the marriage ship? All my married folk at, yeah, and uh, we're on the, look at that, we're on the marriage ship, and isn't that beautiful, and uh, I, let me just say this, let me say this, some of you are like, my marriage don't look that glamorous, I get it, I get it, but work with me, let me just say this about the marriage ship, who you decide to marry will either make you or break you as an individual. 
it is solely after your decision to accept Christ, the second most important decision of your life, marriage, marriage, like your values will be determined by them. Yes. Um, and some of you are like, yes, I'm stuck on that ship. <laughs> is there any way to jump ship? <laughs> is there any way to get away from this? Uh, who you marry is a very big decision. And so I, I, I always encourage, make sure you like you spot check the whole ship um, to make sure it's a good one uh, before you say I do. Just do a spot check, you know, open every closet, yeah. open every room, every space and place in their heart. Like you got to get it all open because uh, if not, it's going to come out later. And um, man, this is good. This is good preaching. Glad you didn't stay home. Um, and so, so if you don't spot check the ship and make sure it's all good, you'll be wanting to jump ship later. And that, that, that'll happen. And so, so, so here's the thing about the marriage ship. You will either be on the love boat or the battleship. And some of you husbands are like, I'm on that battleship right now. Well, he, she told you to take out the garbage last night. You didn't. Therefore, the dog got in there and ate the leftover steak and created a mess in the kitchen. That's your fault, sir. Most of the time I'm on the battleship because Tara asked me to do something and then I forgot. I mean, ESPN was on, Sports Center. I had to catch the highlights. I had to see LeBron James lose his whole team because they couldn't win. I had to see that they had 25,000 All-Stars and still couldn't win, and I had to laugh at that. <laughs> so uh, then we got the parenting ship. We got the parenting ship. How many are on that parenting ship right now? And you're like, yo, this is hard. Like my family don't look like that. Like we barely got here. And on the way here, we had a Pop-Tart stuck in Jimmy's mouth and a Cheerio in the baby's mouth. And we just fought the whole way and barely got in acting like we come to the house. Here we are to the house of God. We're the Smiths. God bless you. Um, and so... We have the parenting ship and relationships with kids can be challenging because one moment they like you, next moment they don't. I don't get it. Like my kids, like one moment I want to be with you, daddy. Next moment, drop me off a mile from the school. I don't want no one seeing me with you. I'm like, what the heck? I brought you into the world. I can take you out. Don't you dare be embarrassed of me. And then I'm like insecure. Like, am I wrong? Am I dressed wrong? Am I not cool dad? Am I not the cool dad? Like they don't want to be seen with me. I'm freaking out. Um... They need you, but then they don't need you. They want to hang with you, then they don't. And then we get the whole discipline thing, and that's like, if you really want to divide a church, you talk about how parents should discipline your kids. You really, you really want to divide a church, talk about somebody's kids. Like, because some of you are tense right now, ready to fight me, because you don't know what I'm going to say. Just chill, just chill. Um, and so one, one parent wants to ground them for an entire year while the other parent wants to ground them from Fruit Loops for a day. <laughs> one parent is like the drill sergeant on the battleship. The other parent is like the cruise director on the Disney cruise. <laughs> like there's this confusion. Like what do we do? Kill them! <laughs> Most dads say. 
Take them out back and whoop them like the Bible days. We go in Old Testament, honey. And uh, the mom's like, no, 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 no. You'll break his spirit. I hope I break his spirit. Something need to be broken up in that kid talking to me that way, disrespecting me. You don't disrespect the man of the house. Uh, I'm glad you came to church today. Um, um, and then kids, you know, they go to mom for certain things. Most things. Everything. <laughs> they, they go to dad when they want something. When mom says go to dad. Go, to your, go ask your dad. Go ask your dad if we can go out to eat tonight because I really don't want to cook. That happens a lot in my house. Like my, my wife is smart. She knows the way to my heart. My little girl comes up, Daddy, I really want Chipotle. That guacamole, I know it's extra, but I want it. And it's like, dude, yeah, we getting it. Church people gave me gift cards. Let's go. Thank you, by the way, for those. Appreciate that. A lot of good family times with that. Then we got the friendship. We got the friendship, and that's, that's a ship most of us are on, and we have friends in our life, and some deeper than others, and it's hard to navigate that, like, who's a good influence, who's not, and, you know, we're like, okay, is this real, is this fake, and, you know, some friendships help us through difficult seasons, others don't, and hopefully some of them give us good advice, and they're honest with us, like, when we got a booger in our nose, they tell us. I need those kind of friends in my life. Like, don't let me come up here and preach with a book. Like, help a preacher out. Like, you got a book, bro. Thank you. Appreciate that. So, so I know we're laughing, we're having a good time today, but I wanted to highlight these, these different ships that we find in our lives, and, and um, I, I want you to know that all of us will encounter these kind of ships. Um, next week, I'll talk a little more in, in depth about these ships, um, but for the rest of our time today, I want to talk to you about a bigger ship. I want to talk to you about a bigger ship, because this, this really is the one ship that you can't live without. That's the title of my message. All that was my intro. <laughs> the one ship that you can't live without. And this ship is so important because it lays the foundation for all the other ships. And so it's very important that you lean in for the next 15 minutes to hear this because I believe that some of you are going to leave here changed for the first time in your life. And that's a bold statement for me to say, but I think you're going you're, you're gonna to see something that you've never seen before. Um, none of the other ships will, will make sense. The marriage ship, parenting ship, the marriage ship, none of these. None of these will make sense until you get this ship right. And um, it, it doesn't matter whatever ships you get in, because if you don't have this ship in your life, you're bound to fail. You're, you're, you're bound to sink and, and, and go under. And so here's point number one. The one relationship you shouldn't live without is Jesus. Is Jesus. And, and right away, I think for many of you, when you heard this point and you're like, okay, this is for the people who never come to church. This is for the people who haven't invited Jesus into their hearts. No, it's not. No, it's not. Um, 
It's not. Even though there is a demographic of people here today and people listening who do not yet have a genuine relationship with Jesus, and we welcome you because you, you belong here before you believe, actually. And so we invite you to come out, even if you've never had that relationship. But, but um, this, isn't, this isn't for those people. There, there is another demographic of people here who call themselves a Christian, but have no relationship with Christ. You, you actually, you never get into the boat with him. You, you actually never get in the boat. I mean, you know he's there. You know he's available. He's kind of like your cosmic Coke machine. You put a quarter in, give me this, what I want. He's kind of like the spiritual genie. If you rub it, he'll give you your three wishes to you. Like, you go to church, and um, you know some scriptures, and you serve, and you listen to Caleb once in a while. Um, And you even raised your hand to receive him, but you haven't stepped into this ship yet. You haven't stepped into this relationship yet. And, and, and like, if you're going to step into this relationship, you got to get into the boat with Jesus. Like you got to do something like you can't just say, I said a prayer. No, it takes more than the prayer. That's, that's the starting point, but it takes more than that. And you got to get into the boat. You see, a, a lot of you know of Jesus, but you don't know Jesus personally. It's like this. I know of Michael Jordan, right? And I could wear his shoes today, right? But I don't know him. I don't know MJ. I've ate at his restaurant in Chicago. I, I, I wear his clothes. I watched him. He's the greatest player to ever play the game, arguably. If you want to argue with me after, we can. Not now. But I don't know MJ. I know of him, but I don't know him. And some of you know of God. You know of Jesus, but you don't know him. And, and I would be doing you a disservice if I would stand up here and just act like that, 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 that you're okay because we're not okay if we're not in relationship with him. That's what this church is all about. Connecting you to something greater than yourself. I'm not really concerned. You're connected to fuel church. You're connected to wearing our shirt and all that. That's all great. And that's fine. I'm concerned about you connecting to Jesus. Whether you make this your home church or not, I want you connected to Jesus. And, and, and so some of you have been to his house, but you never pulled up a seat to dine at the table. Some of you know the songs, but not the person who the songs are about. Some of you lift your hands in worship, but not your heart in worship. Some of you know some scriptures, but you don't know the man whose life they are about. You can post real good on social media, but you've really never had an encounter, a personal relationship with him. Some of you know church, but very little of about being the church. That's why this ship is so important because it really creates context for all the other ships in your life. Like if you're not on this ship, man, it's not gonna work out. Like, like, like look at Hollywood. Look at some of these billionaires. I mean, they have everything. But, but, but they're not on the right ship with their relationship with Jesus and so therefore they're blowing their brains out. They can't handle life. I mean, they got yachts and they got houses in Paris and they got all kinds of fancy cars, but they have no peace. They have no joy because you can't buy peace and you can't buy joy. 
It's only found in a relationship with Jesus. So, so this ship is important, Matthew 7, 24 through 27. Let's, some of you are like, when's he going to get to a scripture, Betty? Here we are. <laughs> Just calm down. Anyone who listens to my teachings and follows it is wise. This is Jesus speaking, by the way. When Jesus speaks, we listen. We're following Jesus, not a church, not a person. We're following Jesus here. Like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes. And torrents and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against the house. It won't collapse because it's built on a bedrock. But anyone who hears my teachings and does not obey is foolish. He's like a person who builds his house on sand. When the rains, floods come, the winds beat against the house. It will collapse with a mighty crash. Wow. You're going to build your life on something. Listen to me. You're going to build your life on something. And also, your life is going to encounter the winds and the rains and the storms. They're inevitable. They're going to happen in your life. It rains on the just and the unjust, the Bible says. So just because you come to Fuel Church does not mean you are absent, does not mean you are detoured from storms hitting your life. They coming. They coming. Um, the wind and the rain is out of your control. But the question lies, what are you built on when the storms come? What are you built on when the storms come? Because some of you can relate to this. I built my life on sand and the storm came and it collapsed like a house of cards. I can relate. There's some decisions I made in my life that I built on sand. I built this area on sand, and when the storm came, collapsed like a house of cards. No foundation. No foundation. Some of you can relate financially. You can relate in your marriage. You can relate in your friendships. You can relate in business. You didn't put God first, and it collapsed. You didn't put God first in your marriage. It collapsed. You didn't put God first in your parenting. It collapsed. Collapsed. Because you're not on the right foundation when the storms of life hit, because the storms are coming. But when you get the right foundation, which is this relationship with Jesus, the winds and the rain can come, but you'll still be standing. You'll still be standing. Some of you know what I'm talking about because you got a deep foundation. Your roots go deep into Christ. And you in your right mind shouldn't even be standing here, sitting here today because of the hell that you've been through. But because your roots ran deep and your foundation was like that bedrock, you can say, blessed be the name of the Lord my God who always causes me to triumph through Christ Jesus. I came to preach today. I got a 1245 and it's 1213. Come on. Look at this. That's why you can't afford to live without this relationship. You can't afford it. You got to get on the boat, friends. Point number two, no other relationship will last without Jesus as the foundation. Nope. See, I want to see you get into his ship because his ship sets the standard for all the other ships. 
Watch this. It sets the parameters, the boundaries. This first relationship now tells me how to handle my relationship with my spouse and my kids. This first relationship, this first ship that I'm going to get on with Christ tells me how to handle my money, how, how to handle my finances and, and, and all my other relationships. It, it shows me that. It shows me how to handle my dating relationships. This first relationship, if you're not on this boat, it'll get messed up. Things won't go right. You'll sink. The winds and the rains will come. And because you're built on sand, it will not last. This ship sets the standard to know if there are toxic people in our lives or not. If you don't get this relationship right, all the other ones are just one storm away from collapse. That's it. I, I don't Some of you are like, I'm done with collapsing my relationship. I'm done. Like, I, I need to get on this ship. I hear you today. Because just because you come to church doesn't mean you're on this ship. I want to get you on this ship because it changes everything. Because this relationship teaches you how to handle your money, how to speak to your wife, how to be a godly friend. It teaches you how to prefer others more than yourself. This relationship sets the parameters on who or, or what I allow into my life. Hey, single people, this relationship helps you. It helps you know. It helps you gain some wisdom. And it keeps you away from this whole missionary dating. Oh, you, know, you never heard that? Missionary dating. Well, what a missionary does is they go to a foreign country to try to change the core beliefs and values and religion of that country. And so what single people do is this. This is so good right here. If you don't get anything, grab this. This is what single people do. They date someone who isn't a Christ follower thinking they're going to change them. Missionary dating. And we tell all our family and all our friends, oh, he's going to be in church. He's going to serve God. No, he ain't. He's going to change you. There were people who were sitting here six months, a year ago, who thought they were going to change him, who thought they were going to change her. They're not here. You know why? The missionary dating doesn't work. You're not going to convert. Some of you like it, some of you don't. I'm glad you came to church. If you don't get this ship right, your marriage will be in trouble. Your money will be a mess. Your kids will be reckless. Your mind will be eaten alive. You have to get in this ship, church. This is why Christianity is different from all other religions. Listen to this. Because all other religions, all it is is a bunch of rules All it is is a bunch of regulations, a list of do's and don'ts, and you do, 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 do. It's a bunch of do, do, do. (laughs) And you do, do, do in an attempt to get to God by good works in order to be right with him. You do all these acts. You do all this thing. You go confess your sins to a priest, right? Thinking that you're going to be right with God. When, when, When a relationship with Jesus is God's attempt is God's attempt to get to us. So now religion says man's got to get to God by doing good deeds, by being a good person. Well, I'm a good person. I helped old, old ladies across the road when they're struggling on their walker. Well, I helped feed the hungry. That's great. That's great. But that's not going to get you to God. That's not going to get you. Now God says, you got to stop doing all the doo-doo because it's doo-doo. And I sent my son to put you in right relationship, right covenant with me. So now it's God coming down to man saying, here I am. Here I am. 
God's attempt to get us connected to this relationship. It's called grace. God says, I want to do life with you. This is what he said. I don't want just 75 minutes of your week. I want to do life with you. And most of us say we don't have time. Just being honest. Most of us say we're too busy. I'm really too busy to do all this, pastor. I, did, I, you know, I paid my dues. I checked off my box. I went to church. I'm too busy to be faithful to church. I'm really just too busy. No, God wants a 24-7 relationship with you. And I'm going to push you onto this boat. I'm going to encourage you to get on this boat because if you're just attending and enjoying the five inches of cushion on that seat and then just enjoying the band and saying, oh, isn't this a great church, but you're not on this ship, I have not done my job. And I will stand before God one day and give account for the souls of men. So I got to get you on this ship. You got to see that church is not just about church. I'm out of time. I, I can't even finish this. Help me, Jesus. Uh, What if you told your wife that I'm going to give you 75 minutes this week of my time? How would that work? (laughs) Better get your bags packed. What if you told your kids, hey, you get 75 minutes of my time, the rest is me. Now, some of you do that, and that's sad, because your hobby is so more important than your family. Dear God. They're either going to love me or hate me after this. I'm confident in the word God gave me, so you ain't moving me, nor will your emails. What if you told your job, hey, this week I'm only giving you 75 minutes, and then I'm done. So here's kind of how this would go, in case you're trying to figure it out. Your wife would leave you, your kids will hate you, and you got fired. (laughs) Sound like a good day? But that's what we tell God. Hey, God, I gave you my 75 minutes. My Lord, what else do you want? He wants all your minutes. He wants every part of your life. He wants every part of your decision making. When's the last time you including God into your decision making? When's the last time you grabbed your spouse's hands? Hey, we need to pray about this. Not just acting out of the flat. Oh, we're going to do this. We're gonna do... How about you pray about that purchase? Have you ever prayed about a purchase? Wow. Sounds like rocket scientists right here. No, you never prayed about it. That's why you're in $100,000 in debt. You haven't prayed about it. You don't want to pray about it because you know the answer. Stop egging me on. I'm out of time. Come up, guys. That'll help. That'll help. Closing number two. So where do I start, Jacob? Where do I start? You're talking to me about getting on this ship. It impacts all the other ships. Here's where you start. You get started, point number one. You do something. You, you get started and, and you say, God, I want this relationship. I, I've been in church. I said the prayer, but I don't have that daily relationship. And I want to get started. You stop building your life on the sand. You stop the Sunday Christianity only. And you make God, that relationship, your priority. You build your life on him. You recommit it. You make him the captain of your ship. You make him the GPS system that leads and guides you through life. Some of you really have never had a genuine relationship with Jesus. And today you're going to start. You're going to get started. Maybe after you get started, you're going to recommit your life. And then the second step is baptism, an outward sign of an inward decision. You're going to say, I'm going to get rebaptized because I've recommitted. I'm really walking this thing out for once in my life. I'm ready, and I want to let my church know, my family know, I want to let the world know. 
You need to get started. March 11th is Baptism Sunday. Shameless plug. Get signed up. Point number two, you need to take your next steps. What's your next step? Well, after salvation, after you accept Jesus, second step is baptism. Third step is next steps. We're going to help you to discover your purpose. We're going to help you on what it means to be a Christ follower. We're going to get you connected to a team that is just dreaming big things for God. And you're going you're gonna to connect with a family that is going to make you stronger. That's why we have next steps. It's truly the engine that drives this church. And then the third thing you're going to do, you're going to keep wood on the fire. Now listen, my job every week is to cut the kindling. And I do that. How many know it's hard cutting kindling sometimes? And I'm cutting the kindling. And I'm bringing the kindling in and I'm getting the newspaper and I'm lighting the fire on Sunday. But it's your job to keep the fire going. It's not my, I'm not with you tomorrow. I'm not with you on Tuesday. Wednesday, hump day, I'm not there. Thirsty Thursdays, I'm not there. Freaky Fridays, whatever you call it, I'm not there. You have to keep the wood on your fire so it keeps burning. Are you hearing this today? You got to keep it on. My job is to put the wood on the fire, but after you leave here, you got to keep it on. Bible says fire goes out for lack of fuel. Church, let's not be a church that just comes to church. Let's be a church that is the church. Wherever you go, the church goes. You see, you're the hands and feet of Jesus. You're a representation of Jesus and you're a representation of fuel church. So wherever you go, the church goes. Let's be connected. Let's get on this ship because this will change all the other ships. Stand with me today. Hey, thanks for listening today. And maybe you're out there and maybe you feel far from God today. Maybe life has thrown you a curveball. You've taken some wrong turns. You've messed up. I'm here to tell you about God's love for your life. You know, it's real and it's for you. And, and no matter what you've done, no matter where you've gone, God is there. His love is unconditional. And, and the Bible says that if you just confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, you're saved. And I'm going to lead you through a prayer. And I just believe that if you say this prayer and mean it with your heart, the Bible says you're saved. And I want to encourage you to tell somebody about this decision. But just wherever you're at, just say, God, I ask you to forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Change me. In Jesus' name. It's simple as that. And I encourage you, find a good local church. If if you can get to Fuel Church, get here. God is moving. God is doing some great things in the lives and families of the people that come here. But find a good church where you can grow in God. Until next time, God bless you. Have a great week.